Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. Jason and I recently sat down with Nine, the bass player for Dead Metal Society, The Addiction, and Amped. We talk about all three of those bands, talk about his previous bands that he was in in the 90s and early 2000s, which were the Kevorkians and Morning Tree. We talk about the bands that he started in in the mid, mid to late 80s, his rise up through the music scene from then till now. And speaking of the 80s, if you're not familiar with the band Dead Metal Society, do yourself a favor, look them up on YouTube, or if you're in the Midwest area, they play throughout Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas. Check them out if you can. You won't be disappointed. They do everything from the glam stuff to the heavier stuff like Metallica and Iron Maiden. And speaking of YouTube, we have a, a YouTube channel. It's just The Thunder Underground. And we have companion playlists for every episode. So you can pull that up for this episode. And it'll have stuff from Dead Metal Society as well as all the bands that we talk about throughout this, like Alice in Chains and Queen, The Beatles, and so on. Be sure to check us out on Facebook. It's The Thunder Underground. We're also on Instagram at The Thunder Underground. We've got a website, which is just www.thethunderunderground.com. You can find all our podcasts on there, links to all our social media sites, all the ones I just mentioned, as well as Twitter. Check out Nine on Facebook with Dead Metal Society. Just search Dead Metal Society, you'll find them. They also have a website, dmsrocks.com. You can find Amped on Facebook, it's A-M-P-E-D, and The Addiction is on there as well. So be sure and look all those up, give them a like, support them, check them out. Thanks for tuning into this. Tell all your friends. We appreciate it. sitting here with nine from dead metal society amped the addiction right. how are you doing doing good how are you guys pretty good great great, great. well you just had your first uh first gig with addiction actually yeah. about a, last friday right mm-hmm. yeah so how'd, all, how'd it go it went great place was packed it, um practice paid off we did really good it was good <laughs> it was a good night cool deal yeah. so what kind of what kind of stuff are you guys doing? It's man, it's stuff people can dance to, and then we throw in a couple things that we just want to play because we like the songs, and uh, you know, stuff from uh, Three Eleven to Alice in Chains to the Toadies to Tears for Fears. So it's a, nice. it's, it's a good mix, nice. all over the place. Yeah, cool. So, uh, how does that differ differ from Amped? Like, isn't is amp amps more amps a little, more a little hard harder, and right. we and we kind of just play what we want to play more than we what other people, you know. Amped is more of a band where it's like we don't care if you dance or not. We're just we're gonna play <laughs> the songs that we want to play, yeah. you know, from the '90s and, and current stuff, and uh, and but it, people end up usually dancing to the songs that we pick. So I guess we're doing something. We're doing something right there. Right. <laughs> Well, speaking of the '90s, that's about that's when you got your start in music. No, or was got, it the '80s? I got my start in the '80s. Yeah, no, my my mom my mom and dad bought me a bass guitar when I was about 15 years old. 
Now, actually, they bought me a guitar, and everybody in my neighborhood already played guitar, so I said, oh, I'm going to switch to bass then. And so that's what I did. And, and uh, so I would say I started in about 1985 and then really got into the scene in about 1987, 88. Um, uh, my first band that ever did anything was called Nasty Attractions. And we, yes. we, we got to open for LA Guns at Kane's Ballroom um, in 88. So that was quite a thrill. Wow. That was cool. I thought, wow, I'm on to something here. Here we go. <laughs> and the next year I was in a band called Bones Barkus and we opened uh, for Skid Row at a club called The Beat Club. Um, that was in a shopping center around 51st and Sheridan area, and, and uh, so wow. that was pretty cool to do That's at a young awesome. age. You know, open for people that you that you're a fan of, yeah. You know, and and that that was right when it was all it was all hitting. Yeah, yeah, it was wow. exciting. It was exciting to be that young and play for those big crowds and get treated like a rock star. That's what you wanted. That's <laughs> yeah. why. That's kind of why you started. Kind of you know. Uh, doing it, you know, the chicks, the attention, the music, it was all there. It was there at an early age, so it confirmed what I wanted to do the rest of my life for sure. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, was that the type of music you were you were into at the time, definitely? Uh, mainly? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, Kiss is the reason I play music. Um, I remember seeing Kiss cards when I was a little kid. My big brother had them. And I remember being like eight years old, and I looked at those Kiss cards, and I said, that's what I'm going to do right yeah. there. And, uh and, and I have, and uh, so, you know, I was in the Motley Crew. I dyed my hair black and pierced my ears, and, and uh, all those L.A. bands, I was into all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why Dead Metal Society is so perfect for me, because, you yeah. know, that's what I was good at doing. Yeah, right. definitely. So you, I mean, when you when you do that kind of stuff, I mean, those songs just probably just come right out of you. You don't have to remember them or... No, nah, yeah. not really, not yeah. really. You know, you grew, I grew up, you know, my whole life hearing them, so... Yeah. You know, most of them I already know, and then there's, you know, every once in a while we'll have to actually sit down and learn some. And, yeah. And, uh, well, it's just, they're so ingrained in us. I mean, oh, yeah. when you sit down with a guitar and they just, yeah. Sure. It's sure. so fun to play. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. It is absolutely very fun to play, yeah. We have a great time. Cool, cool. Well, after after Nasty Habits, you said... Nasty Attractions, oh, nasty, yes. Nasty Habits, sorry. Yeah. Nasty Attractions, <laughs> what did you say was next? Well, I, I joined a band called Roulette, which ironically enough... The, one of the guitar players in Roulette was Mark from Dead Metal Society. And the other guitar player in that band, Roulette, was Mark from The Addiction. So these are two guys I've been playing with for 28 yeah, years. Right. And uh, we were called Roulette. We changed the band name to Bones Barkus. And we played covers and originals and went out on the road for five nights to like El Paso, Texas and Amarillo and Colorado, Colorado Springs playing in bars that we, two of us weren't even old enough to be in, 18 years old, 19 years old, and we're playing in these 21 bars in, in different states. So um, that was that was cool too. And it was all a learning experience. It was all, you, you know, you pick up pick up things here and there and yeah. you get older and you piece it all together and say, okay, that kind of makes <laughs> sense. Here, here's how we do this. So, nice. you know, when you're young, it's a party. When you get older, yeah. it's more of a business. Yeah. You still want right. to party, but it's, it's more business. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's got to be some like crazy stuff from those days. If you're on the road, there's oh, got man. to be some insane stories. There, there are some insane <laughs> stories. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that I'll never, ever forget either. Ever. Well, ever. What's one? What's one that you can tell? <laughs> okay, can I swear at all? Yes, all right, go, go all right. right ahead. Well, I remember, <laughs> I remember playing in Amarillo, Texas, and we were there for five nights. We were under a, a, a production company called Phantom Productions here in Tulsa. <clears throat> and the club would put us up in a hotel. They would put us up in, in this hotel down the street from the club where we played. Yeah. And in this hotel, there were people that paid to live there monthly, weekly, whatever it was. Yeah. 
So we have our two rooms, and every night we come up. Now we played from we played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And every night we'd come up these steps to the to our hotel room. Some guy, this old guy that lived there, would come out of his room. There's gonna be a shit sandwich if you guys keep making all that noise. There's gonna be a shit sandwich. Every night, man, we come back at two in the morning. We've been drinking, we're laughing. Girls with us, and here's this guy opening the store, yelling at us. There's gonna be a shit sandwich. Someone's going to eat that shit sandwich if you guys don't shut it up. <laughs> so the very last night we're there, Saturday night, man, we have this idea, man. We go down the cat to the kitchen, the cafeteria at the hotel or whatever it was, and found a couple slices of bread. <laughs> and two of the guys, I think, I think it was two of the guys on the road crew, you know, I guess they had to use the bathroom and shit in a cup, poured yes. it on that, on that bread. Put that on his doorstep with a note that said, here's your shit sandwich, motherfucker. <laughs> and there you have it. And, that, and we pulled out of town. And that was yes. that was a good one. That was pretty funny. Yes. You know, that guy probably never did that again. Never threatened. And he probably sandwich. still tells that story. Yes. He's, yeah, he, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, Those exactly. fucking kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we thought it was brilliant, man. We were, it was great. It was great. And there's a lot of stories like that, you yeah. know I mean? Because, you know, you, you want to live it up. you you go on the road with your bandmates, and that's your comrades, your army, or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's your boys, so you want to make those memories. And, yeah. and we sure did. Yeah, hey, you only go around once. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Nice, nice. So after uh, after all that, were you in any other bands before the Kevorkians? Or? Um, Bones Barkus became... Well, actually, yeah, Bones Barkus broke up, and I was in a band called Rude Jester in the early 90s. Um, and then Bones Barkus got back together... Um, minus a member, and which, and then we fired our singer, and then I. It was to the point in the '90s where you know Kurt Cobain can do it, I can do it. So I yeah. became I became the lead singer, and we played nothing but originals, and we changed the band name to the Kevorkians, and we played like Edge Fest '98, and we oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, toured over uh, throughout Texas and uh, parts of Oklahoma and. We got a CD out and, and um, sold a whole bunch of those. And uh, yeah, so after about um, six years of that, I would say I would I, I changed like the kind of style. The Kevorkians were very much a grunge, kind of Nirvana, mm -hmm. Nirvana um, sounding band. Yeah. And I, 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 I changed the name of the band to Morning Tree, M-O-U-R, and, and kind of changed the style of the music to more of an Alice in Chainsy type, you know, vocal harmony driven. Um, band and we played like uh, the birthday bash in 2001 yeah. or two out there yeah. in Claremore and um, you know we were at that, that yeah yeah yep. yeah yeah and um, so you know started doing the cover and I, I only played original I think I played originals for about 10 years and didn't play covers at all and yeah then you get older and you know you, you want to live a little nicer and the cover band income starts to get good yeah, yeah and, it does. Um, but you know I, you know I still write I still I still I still have that desire to play original music because that's where you're, pri you know, you take pride in that, you know, yeah. it's not, I love playing the covers and, and acting out, you know, the 80s band thing in Dead Metal Society, but it's, it's, it's much more gratifying when you're playing your own songs and people are digging your own music yeah. and stuff that you write. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah it comes and it comes easier. And I always like to make that point to people. It's like I don't just play covers. I'm yeah. a songwriter. I, you know, it's important to me because I've spent my whole life writing songs. Yeah, and uh, recording, and so hopefully someday again, someday soon, I can I can get another CD out with some original yeah. stuff on it. Right on. But but you know the the covers are fun. They're super fun. 
They are, and it's they when are. you when it's stuff you want to do. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I sometimes I, I'll have to learn a song, and it'll really piss me off. Like I hate learning songs. I don't want to learn any songs. I hate <laughs> this crap. Or I'll learn a song that I just don't like. I mean, there's yeah. a song in the addiction we had to learn, and actually it went over really well. And it's like I keep saying it's the gayest song I've ever played in my yeah. life, <laughs> but it went over. So you know, yep. you're not always right. Yep. You know, but, and what was it, Nickelback? No, it, was, it was not Nickelback, and, I, and I'm proud to say that I don't play a Nickelback song whatsoever any, in any bands. In any bands. Good, good. That's like that uh, at Downtown Lounge on their jukebox. They have a sign that says "Absolutely No Nickelback." It will be skipped. Good. And good. I was like, you know what? This I'm in the right place. Yeah, I'm there in you the go. Right fucking place. There you go. It's so funny. They get so much hate. I mean, it's I don't, it's, it's so weird. I mean, I, don't, I hate them. I don't like them. I, I can't. I hate them. I just don't like them. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I'm sure they're nice guys, but sure they are, and they're, Canadian, they're Canadian, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yesterday but, was Canada. Was it Canada? It was Canada. Yeah. 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 I listened to Anvil. There you and go. And Sebastian Bach in tribute. So there you go. Nickelback never came in. Never it. came. How about some Corey Hart or some, <sighs> some Brian Adams? Brian Adams. <laughs> or yes. some uh, what's that? What's the Alanis Moore? Is she from Canada? Yeah. 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 He he played the Alanis Moore set, I'm sure. So right. Hey. She's got hey. a great voice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her live six or eight years ago and I was before was, was it did? after after Taylor yeah. Hawkins was the drummer? Was he was he the drummer then? I think it was after. Okay. Yeah. Now we gonna... went to see Matchbox Twenty with my ex wife. Oh yeah. And she was that. opening. Mm. Okay, cool. It was cool. great. You know, the last two concerts I went to, well, I, I'm I'm a huge Beatles fanatic. Yeah. I'm a I, I can tell you everything about the Beatles. Yeah. Because I would just there's bands that I obsessed over, Kiss, Molly Crew, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Queen, Faith No More, but nothing like the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you everything. I mean, I'm just I'm a Beatles fanatic. I love I love vocal good vocal harmonies like yeah. like Alice in Chains, like the Beatles, yeah. like Queen. I love that. Love the harmonies. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? Which one? I mean, a, which Beatle? Oh, John Lennon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Singer. Yeah, Ringo was lucky, and I, you know, <laughs> and uh, of course I love. And so yeah, I I saw Paul McCartney both times he came to Tulsa. Really, it was amazing. Yeah. Just yeah. chills. It's just like, wow, what a trip, man. I got to take my son. So that yeah. was very cool, too, because my son yeah. really appreciates the Beatles, too. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so you said one of those bands you obsess over, Faith No More. Yeah. Favorite Faith No More record? Probably uh, <laughs> King for a Day, Fool for, Fool for a Life. There you go. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's my favorite too, and most people. What's weird is that I got you know I won't say the, I'll I'll say the first two with Mike Patton because they had an album or two out before that before Mike Patton, but but um I always had the the uh, the real thing album and the Angel Dust album, but I'm not a yeah. big keyboard guy, and they have a lot of keyboards in there. Yeah. But I just kind of lost interest in them after that, and it wasn't until years later my buddy played me the next two albums, King for a Day and the Album of the Year. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, these are awesome. They're way better than those other two albums. The, the first. <laughs> The you know the keyboard oriented like the gentle art of making enemies is a fucking great song. Ashes yeah. to ashes is a fucking yeah. great song. Yeah. Uh, um, digging the grave is a great get out. I mean, what a day! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> that bass in that? Just like, Take this bottle. <laughs> I love that song. Man. It's it's album of the year for me. That one's just uh, yeah. I God, I wore that CD out and I had to get a new one. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean they're awesome. Mike Patton's Mike Patton's got like 12 voices in that body, man. <laughs> yeah, he does, he does, man. He's a smart guy too. Have you got the new one yet? Or no, I listened to it. I, it's all right. It's it's uh, 
it's weird when you get older, man. You know, you it's, and albums come out, and you just kind of, I don't know, I kind of skimmed over it. I think I heard three or four, maybe five songs on it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. You know, I just, on my phone. But, like, I listen to Motherfucker, and what, yeah. what's the... Superhero, superhero, yeah, single, yeah. So I saw him do that. Would they do it on Jay Leno or David Letterman or One of those. Conan or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right but, on. But I like him. I like Faith no more. Uh, Hell so, yeah. So going back to the Kevorkians, the Kevorkians. Yeah. Whenever you you start, you mentioned Nirvana and Alice in Chains. So you you got into that whole scene. You didn't just kind of go into it because that's what. People wanted no, to hear. as a matter of fact, by the end of the '80s, when I when I really always knew about the Beatles because I have older brothers and sisters, and I always knew uh, their songs. Yeah. But I and when I was 18, I read a book called "The Love You Make" about the Beatles, and basically, we Bones Barkus had gotten off the road, and me and Mark uh, Mortensen, who's in Dead Metal Society with me, we had nothing to do. We had no jobs, we had no car, we didn't have cable TV or nothing. But his mom had a book called "The Love You Make" about the Beatles, so I read it, and when I was done, I was like, "Oh my God." And then it was obsession with yeah. the Beatles. Everything else, Motley Crue, Rat, Doc, and Wasp, all that shit. <laughs> Screw all that. Now, of course, around that time in 1990 and stuff, so when that grunge was yeah, starting to come in, but no, I wasn't into that. I played Wood and Man in the Box and stuff, and I didn't give a shit about Alice in Chains. I didn't care. I was into the Beatles. Yeah. I didn't like Nirvana whatsoever. Really? Whatsoever. No, yeah. I did not. And, and about 1994, sometime before Kurt killed himself, I... I had a buddy that was playing me their Nirvana albums, and I was like, holy shit, this is brilliant, man. Yeah. But the Alice in Chains, man, I'm, Elaine Staley is just a god, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. I mean, just the heart, I mean, but without Jerry Cantrell, it's, I mean, of course, Lane was the voice, you recognize yeah. that, but Jerry Cantrell, without him, they wouldn't sound like Alice in Chains. I mean, he writes those riffs yeah. and, and, and those low harmony vocals he does, and um, man, that Dirt album is yeah. Just, Top five, man. I mean, yeah, it's well, such those, a great album. you know those those uh, harmonies, those vocals are like trademark. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They don't, they don't sound like anybody else, and nobody else sounds like them. Absolutely, you know, people yeah. try. Well, that new guy can. does a good job too. That black yeah. guy, Will, Will, William something or whatever, but uh, he does a good job. But it's not Lane, man. It's too bad about you know. It's too bad. It's funny because all my musical heroes were heroin addicts yeah. and I've never seen it never touched it <laughs> nothing I mean but you got Kurt Cobain John Lennon Lane Staley and Nikki Six, all heroin addicts yeah. so yeah. something weird there I don't know what it is but <laughs> that's crazy um, you know I think you know I think as far as Chains goes you know they uh, their stuff is good now but it just doesn't seem it just seems a little bit more like droney and like just not as bright as it was I and I, and I'm not a, I'm not a guy that's like oh you know screw whatever the new stuff is I mean I like when bands right, do new right, stuff but right. I don't know for some reason it's just not hooking me like I, yeah yeah I, I can I, I, yeah I get that man I, I haven't heard the whole what's it called that when dinosaurs got yeah, the devil like put dinosaurs here yeah I haven't heard that one but the other one before that black gives way to blue I thought was a really good album and yeah. that song is beautiful that, that, that like, song you wrote for Lane yeah it's a beautiful song yeah. man. Um, I never got to see him live with Lane Staley. I saw him live yeah, with the new no, guy. I never and, did. Uh, yep, I would love to. Never got to see Nirvana live. They never came to Tulsa. Yeah. Oklahoma City they came to, but never Tulsa. They did. It, I know, you know, a lot of those bands, what was it, Pearl Jam came to Tulsa for the first time last year or yeah, this yeah. year or whatever it was. Um, you know, it and that was nuts. 
I would I would that would have been great to see. Uh, but like that, Allison Chains unplugged is so. Oh yeah. But that the Lane is so emo- you can tell he's so emotionless. His his sleeve, his, you know, he's got his arms covered up completely yeah. because he's probably got track marks. Yeah. He's just emotionless, man. He wears those dark glasses the whole time, but he yeah. sounds incredible, yeah. insane, incredible, man. And so yeah. I'm highly, highly, highly influenced by Alice. My writing is so influenced by Alice really? in Chains. Yeah, but but also by the Beatles, but also by a little bit of probably some Kiss in me from way back. And yeah, so it's kind of a mixture. Of stuff. Well, yeah, that stuff that stuff gets in you, and it, you know it'll always come out. Sure, like I don't like Kiss's new stuff at all. I don't even listen to it really. I've seen Kiss about six or seven times, and. Uh, but they're always going to be why I am what I am yeah, exactly. because of them. And Motley yeah. Crue just kind of took a little further and more dangerous a little bit, <laughs> you know, flirting with the devil kind of stuff, yeah. dyeing your hair. Um, um, so I loved Wasp. I love that, that, that just the theatrical yeah. part of it all. Yeah, you know? Scott talked about Wasp a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure he would. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> well, you know. Did you stop? Where'd you stop with Kiss as far as... The music or the new music. I mean, the last Kiss album, the the last Kiss album I can really tell you I know is Revenge. Yeah, uh, I get. That. Okay, no, I got Psycho Circus. I know that. Yeah. I know Psycho Circus too, but I don't. I don't own. Yeah. I'm sorry, copies of either of the last two albums they put out at yeah. all. I don't. I. They're they're fun, but it's. Paul's voice is gone. Yeah. His voice is gone, and it makes me sad to listen. I used to go to bed at night as a little kid listening to my Kiss albums, man. <laughs> and, and, and to hear a guy that you grew up with your whole life struggle to sing his songs, yeah. it, it, it bothers me. It yeah. really seriously bothers When Gene's singing better than you, you know you're starting to suck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I was an Ace Freely guy. Ace yeah. was my guy. Yeah. I, and he was probably the worst singer, but he had the coolest voice. Yeah, he, he did. Talked, just, he, just, yeah. he was the rock star, the troublemaker. You know, he was my favorite. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, didn't he like record his stuff like laying on the ground because he, well, he, he didn't want anyone to see or he recorded like that. his first vocal for shock me lying on his back yeah he would write songs for the band and they'd be like cool sing it he would be afraid to sing them so yeah. he would give say getaway to peter chris or he would give cold jim to gene simmons and they would sing it and it took him <laughs> it took him until 1977 to record his first vocal and then the next album after that he had three songs on yeah there, so he's like all right i'm gonna do this yeah 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 that's awesome so uh like um so how was, you know, talk a little bit about Dead Metal Society, how it came about, the idea. Because what's cool about it is it's not just the songs. You've got the look and the show and stuff like that. You know, where did all that come from? Um, in, a, in about 2008, uh, I got the call to come and uh, try out to play bass. And at that time, the only two guys that are currently in the band that you would know would be Todd and Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went and... Um, it, it kind of clicked, and we went through. We went through a couple guitar players, and then we got Ben, and then we went through a couple drummers, and we ended up with Jason Gilardi. Um, and at first, we didn't even we we dressed in matching black shirts. We didn't dress up at all. I see. Um, our hair, I mean, even my hair, was short at that point. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, we set out just to give it, give people the '80s '80s rock experience. You know, arena rock concert experience, yeah. and. Uh, and it wasn't until Halloween of 2012 that we actually dressed up for the first time because it was Halloween. Yeah. And I think since Halloween of 2012, there's only been one show where we haven't dressed up. Really? And, and it was just because of lack of a dressing room or something like that. 
so yeah we got the smoke and the and the lights and the lasers and, and the look and we want to give people that you know the 80s rock experience and there's a lot of people in their 20s and 30s that never got to see that kind of stuff yeah. and and you'd be surprised at how many of them love it i mean of course you get a lot of your 40 40 year old people or 50 year old people that love it yeah but it's really surprising how many 20, you know, five-year-olds and 30-year-olds like it, too, and know That's the songs. Awesome. So, you know, it keeps it keeps that tradition alive. It's, it's, it's the ultimate 80s tribute. That's awesome. And That's it's a great cool. time. It's a, it, We have a great time doing it. It's, yeah. it's, it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that stuff, I'm sure that comes off. It comes, you know, through a lot more that it's fun. You know, it's like, because you, you know, if I remember going to those big shows at the pavilion and stuff yeah. there was just like something in the air that mm-hmm. you know you didn't really get when sure. you know it's like i mean don't get me wrong i love pantera but there's a different feeling in the air when you went to that show at the pavilion you right know? right so you know and like just stuff like the the double bass drums with the reflective thing so every time you hit it it would you know sure. go all over the place yeah. you know <laughs> No, and that's, I, and that's what know. we want to do. We want to we, we want to give those people who are forty five years old. We want to take them back and give them that and give them that uh, experience that they, that they had in high school or whatever yeah. it is, you know. And and it, it's a fun time. It's always a fun time because with that kind of music, you can get up there and you can let it go and you can have fun, you know. Yeah. So it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have like a set? Like each set's going to be this, or do you take requests, or do you just do what you feel? No, we don't. Yeah. We don't. We we listen to requests. Yeah. We will listen to that, but yeah. no. Um. We have, a, I'd say we probably know about uh, 70 songs, and we just kind of... Oh, that's awesome. We just kind of, uh, you know, depending on what we're playing, kind of filter through them and yeah. to make the sets. And sometimes, sometimes uh, you know, Todd will, if Todd, don't, if Todd wants to veto something, the singer always gets the last uh, yeah. <laughs> the last word on the song list, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but, it, you know, we, we have to play the standards, of course, Pour Some Sugar On Me yeah, or, or you know, Still Of The Night or... or uh, you know, something by poison. So some of them are always in there. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are always there. You know, you shook me all night long is always there. Yeah. Um, we're we're probably gonna be the only band I that I know of that plays November Rain. Um, really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that goes. Oh, and so that's, that's that's a that goes over so great, man. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. We do some, we do an old Crocus song, and um, you know we'll do some old Motley Crue, some Livewire, and some Shout the Devil. And, yeah, that's great. So we don't just we don't just play the the, the sappy sugary hits. We'll also kind of dig in and yeah. and and like smooth up in you by the Bullet Boys and <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. I I always hated when you had the one drunk guy or drunk girl come up to you like in between sets and want you to play oh yeah this one and you're like i don't know that one or whatever sure. should we get the na- occasional napkins on stage uh, riding on? <laughs> you know what i say do you, do you guys play so and so and so and so yeah <laughs> no no but we do get that yeah we we get we get people ask us so we, well, you know i mean it's surprising too because we're obviously an 80s band yet we'll get somebody that do you guys play any stained oh man <laughs> oh no no we don't do that yeah let's see Look at us. What do you think? What have we been doing right. all night? Yeah, yeah. Or, or there's, or and there's also uh, the the drunk guy that tries to come on stage and yes. wants to sing or jam. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's been that too. Oh, Can I sit in, man? Can I play the drums on this song? It's like. <laughs> Why don't you go ask the drummer? Yeah. Yeah. And see <laughs> see what he says. Right. No kidding. No, those are those. Yeah. You get the, and of course you get the. You get the, uh, you get used to that because people yeah. have been doing that no matter what band you're in since since I've been playing music. You always get that guy. Y'all know any Skinner, Slayer, yeah. 
whatever you yeah. know it's like yeah we i know it but we're not gonna play it as a band yeah. because they we probably don't they probably don't know it but <laughs> there's always there's always a guy one. like that man that wants to tell you he used to be a guitar player and ah, i got me a marshall stack in storage yeah <laughs> all right cool good for you man yeah you should play that's, more that's awesome. play. yeah do you guys know bobby mcgee <laughs> yeah <sighs> oh, not God. personally yeah. but <laughs> no kidding that's awesome dead metal society is a fun band though. Yeah. it's really it's, it's it's a good time and that's why we're still doing it and uh um you know and still making new fans and new friends yeah. all the time every time someone you know somebody comes to see us they come back a second time yeah all new yeah, yeah. it's great well you got you guys did Rocklahoma right yeah we did I just remember that yeah that was fun how did that go that went great man we got lucky because we played on Friday night oh yeah now, it had rained that day and it was it was muddy but when we played it was perfect yeah. man the crowd was big there was no rain um, it went great. It was awesome. Cool. I could have stayed up there for another hour and played. It was, yeah. it was perfect. Well, good thing you didn't play Sunday. Or Saturday. Yeah, really, cause both it, of them. Yeah, it yeah. would have been, you would have had brown shirts instead of black shirts. That's true. Covered yeah, in mud. Right. And you know, and we did the Brady Halloween uh, party last year. Oh, but, yeah. Um, have you ever been to one of those? Uh-uh. Uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. They, they, it's probably 2,500 people. It's by invitation only. And, uh, um, it was awesome, man. It was a big, huge costume party. At Brady. It was on, actually last year was the hundredth anniversary of the, of the, uh, excuse me, Brady, and uh, so we're doing it again this year. They invited us and right. to do it again. But speaking of Rocklahoma, the guy, the stage that we played on was the Jaeger retrospect stage, and he was like, he told us afterwards he um, he would probably have us back the ne- you know, next year too. So cool. that would be awesome. Looking forward yeah. to doing that again because the big crowds are the best crowds. Yep, so, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are yeah, Red. I think he had posted from Retrospect that that was the biggest crowd they had right. had in yeah. years yeah. on that stage or really? something. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was killer. It was it was a good time, man. Really, I hate I hate for it to end. It seems like it goes by <laughs> way too fast. Yeah, especially in that situation because you're only playing for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, and then, and they're probably rushing you in, rushing you out sure. because they've got the next band forty eight million fucking bands playing. That's yeah, exactly you know, all it. That that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably over before you even know what happened. Yeah. What are your favorite songs to play with DMS? Um, boy, stuff that doesn't get up. I mean, my favorite probably tired songs. of playing "Pour Some Sugar on Me" or something. But well, I like playing "It's So Easy" because <laughs> I sing it. Okay. So that's all. We, but we don't we don't play it that often. Um, <laughs> no, I would say that I like to play. I like to play uh, "Wasted Wasted Years" by Iron Maiden. I like playing. Um, I like playing "Night Train." Oh yeah, um, boy, I don't know. Um, what else do I like to play? Anything that shows off the bass. I guess "Sweet Child of Mine" would be good since I get a nice little bass part yeah. on that. You know, yeah, you, you only you only get a few minutes to shine as the bass player, so you got to take full advantage of that. Of I like playing "Still of the Night." That's a great song yeah. to play. It's fun to rock out to. Right on. Yeah, that's right a real on. good one. Um, yeah, any Kiss song is probably good to play on bass because Detroit Rock City is you know, good he to play. Walks up and down sure, that yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene's an underrated bass player. The funny thing is, he screws up a lot live, hits wrong notes, but, <laughs> but 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 really, he he actually is a, a does some really cool bass lines on some of the old yeah. albums. I mean, really yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. Really good. Um, but it's funny because when I sit here and try to think of all the songs we play, I'm like, what are my favorites? It's like I just got, I kind of draw a blank. I'm like, oh, there's so many songs that three bands, all these songs. Oh like, yeah. Um, Starts running all together and stuff a bit. Yeah, yeah. I like playing Livewire, Motley Crue. That's that's kind of a cool one to play. You <laughs> right know, on. I like I, I like playing, I like playing 
the stuff that people are kind of surprised by yeah. that we're playing. You know, like November Rain. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, know, you get the piano part and all the orchestra stuff and and yeah, it, That's it works crazy. out good. I got to see that. Yeah, yeah. I got to. Yeah, it's fun to play. <laughs> right. So I was going to ask you, uh, who are there? Who are the common members between Dead Metal Society and Amped and Addiction? Um, originally it was all four members of Dead Metal Society, um, aside from Todd, the singer, and we had a different singer in Amped. And then, uh, Mark left Amped, uh, last year, maybe early this year sometime. So now it's just, uh, myself, Ben, and Jason are the three members that are in Dead Metal Society that are also in Amped. Okay. And then the singer's name is Wes Hoffman. Okay. Yeah. And... Are any of the same guys in the addiction as well beside you? Um, yeah, Ben. Ben is? Yeah, so yeah. Kind of and we're roommates, too. <laughs> so That works out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, um, having been, like, you know, I mean, in the music scene in Tulsa forever, like, what do you think was the best time for it? What was your funnest time? Um, you know, it varies across, across the board. In the 80s, it's a learning experience, so you're, everything's new and fresh, and you're yeah. seeing things for the first time that you probably shouldn't be seen when you're 18 years old. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then I would say in the 90s, whenever I became um, like the vocalist for the Kevorkians and we were playing original stuff, that, you know, we were doing Edge Fest in the, in the late 90s. And um, so I think every era has its highs and has its lows. And yeah. but I've seen a lot of change, absolutely. And since 1980, whatever, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, the the nineties and the Edge Fests and the Homegrowns and that was really that was a good time. Yeah, those were. That was fun. Absolutely, yeah. Fun, fun. Do you think it's currently at a good point, or do you think it's kind of? Been I, down? I think right now there's a lack of a lot of places to to hone your skills. Um, I think uh, there's there's a you know for the original shows that people put on they put on a show with like four or five original bands where you only get a small time slot and not much time to probably get a good mix for your band so as far as that scene goes I, I'm, I'm jealous that they're playing originals because I, I would love to play originals right now too but I sure don't want to go play shows with five, six, seven bands no time to mix your set you know between bands or anything like that um, but again you get you have more pride when you play original music and people are you know digging the tunes that you wrote yeah. Instead of the tunes that you're playing that someone else wrote. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. well, you mentioned earlier that you've, you've you've got a lot of original stuff and you'd mm -hmm. like to put something out eventually. Yeah. Well, actually, I, we do have some stuff out. I have some. I have a lot of stuff out. Actually, I just haven't written well, anything currently. Currently, nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's what kills me. I hate that. And I need to get back to songwriting. And God knows it's a good time to find inspiration for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Is that something you would just look into? who you'd want to work with at the point you decided to do it or well a lot of the, a lot of the songs that I write I write on guitar myself and I give it to a guitar player who makes it much better than I can play it <laughs> and um but yeah I mean I'd like to I'd like Ben and I to try to do something um on the original side and and you know see where that goes um I, I'm more I think I'm more into recording right now than I would be playing a live 30 minute set with the aforementioned six or seven bands right yeah so yeah, I'd like exactly. to record some original stuff really badly, and it will happen again. Right on, right on. Well, um, switching switching gears a little bit, uh, you know, we talked a lot about like McCartney and Nikki Six and mm -hmm. Gene Simmons. Mm -hmm. Who else are some, you know, some pretty uh, pretty top bass players for you? Well, you know, when I was when I was like 
16 playing bass and 17 and playing with a pick Billy Sheehan was the guy who inspired me not to play with the pick you yeah. know and, and so I never I have never played with the pick since you know those days because you weren't good you weren't cool enough, you weren't cool if you didn't use your fingers on the bass and yeah. so many many uh, many calluses later that that's that's crazy you said Billy Sheehan I think I think he's like the best he is amazing the absolute best he makes me want to quit yeah yeah I mean I, <laughs> yeah. I just I thought I thought for a while Stu Ham was you know probably the best mm-hmm. and Stu Ham was way up there yeah but I mean you know Billy Sheen I mean absolutely I, I can just you know YouTube a ten minute bass solo from that guy have like, you ever watched that metal show where he's been on there yeah he's been oh, I was like I was like that's it I quit I'm done yeah it's it's just insane it's like sure nothing it's like no in bass guitar anything I've never seen anything like it it's amazing and it's uh, sickening yeah when we saw Winery Dogs for Oklahoma and mm-hmm. that was just like it you know I'm sure and of course Getty Lee man he I mean he's singing lead vocals and playing those bass lines yeah. he's playing it's like how and, and, and he's working like synth bass <laughs> pedals and stuff yeah, like that it's like man at the same time dude yeah man. i can i can barely get out a note and strum a g chord at the same time. i don't know how some of these guys do that right you know? right it's weird for me it's like there's a lot I, mean, I can sing and play but there's <clears throat> those certain songs the rhythms are so messed up and weird for the bass line and i i can't sing yeah like let's take rain when i die by Allison Chains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't sing that and play that at the same time. Yeah. Or Damn That River. It's just a hard, weird rhythm that, that, that I is, can't sing over. Yeah, that I, is I can't, a hard song. I'll yeah. screw the bass line up. <laughs> Man. Um, and it's like uh, uh, Les Claypool. How his head doesn't explode, I don't know. You know what, for me, uh, he's awesome, way better than me, but I get, I, I just get tired of that on every song. It's like, that's, yeah. that's cool that you can do that, but... You know, yeah, and I mean, he does. You know, sings at the same time sure, and all that yeah. stuff. There's a lot of guys out there that are like that. That can that can sing and play the instrument yeah. and just make you go, "Wow, man!" Yeah, it's like they've blocked themselves away and just <laughs> practice, practice, practiced. Yeah, I uh, God, I haven't listened to Primus in years. Jesus. <laughs> what did you? Uh, you know, you didn't start. You mentioned you started singing after you saw or heard Kurt Cobain and realized anyone could do this. I think. Well, yeah, I think that's what I said. Um, well, I was a backup singer for my whole ever since I started playing until I was about twenty-five years old. And after going through a couple singers, we decided we wanted to be, you know, fit in with the times more, the more '90s kind of scene. So uh, we we canned our last singer, and I started singing the songs, and we started writing more songs. And one day I'd go in, and I'd be like, I can do this. Next day I'd go in, and I'd be like, oh, I can't do this, man. <laughs> and eventually it just became to where, you know, it was no big deal at yeah. all. You know, plus I'm writing my own music, so I can play and sing what I'm writing, yeah. and, you know. So, yeah, it was cool. That was that felt good to be able to do that and be a lead singer, which... and. And, uh, and I did that in Morning Tree as well. I just haven't done it. And, you know, once in a while in DMS, I'll sing a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Addiction, I sing a song, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I like singing. I love harmony vocal, like I told you guys. Yeah. The, the Beatles, yeah. Alice in Chains kind of stuff. Queen, I love that stuff. Love it. Yeah. Was it something you had an interest in doing from an early age, or you just, like I said, just did it because you fell into it? What's that? Or the singing as well as playing... I just I wanted to sing too. I knew I could sing a little bit when I was young, so I just I just uh, yeah I just uh, kind of after singing backups for so long, I just kind of like well now it's my turn. After you, it's like singers like you're changing socks out, you know. It's finally it's like I'm gonna wear this color. I'm gonna be the black pair of socks. And, and uh, yeah, no, I like I enjoy singing. I do. I like it a lot. Right on. 
So, um, this is probably a question you get all the time, but I'm just going to get out of the way. Where does the nine thing come from? Well, the, <laughs> the nine thing is, I always thought it was really cool <clears throat> that a band like Marilyn Manson had the, the uh, serial yeah. killer first names and the, and the supermodel last, or the vice versa, sorry. Yeah. And then I thought it was cool that in the 90s, Prince was basically saying, fuck you to his record company and going by the sign. <laughs> yeah, correct. So I'm like, well, my birthday is 9-9. My anniversary is on the 9th. One of my favorite musicians in the world, John Lennon, number 9 was an important number for him. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go by 9. Yeah, there you go. And so in like, I think it was 99, maybe 2000, <laughs> 90, something like that. I just, I, I was like, all right, I don't, I don't want to be the former name anymore. I just want to be 9. And... So, right on. That's cool. Lo, you know, love me or hate me, you're gonna remember. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. So. And this is gonna be the ninth episode. So there you go. So it the works nines out are wild. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Does even family call you that? Or they still call you Brian. Um. You know what? My mother calls me Brian, and and my but my 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 brothers, three brothers who are all smart asses like me, they'll they'll call me nine, but they'll do it in a tone where hey hey nine. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. That's nice. funny. Good. Good. Was there any uh, any newer bass players or newer bands that you're into over the last, you know, that came out in the last 10 or 20 years hmm. after the whole wave of the 90s stuff? Oh, let me see. Well, I'm trying to think, man, and try not to make myself sound too old. Um, but I can't think of anybody right off, the, right, off, right off hand. You know, that's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> really, I can't. I mean, yeah. I just, I'm, you know... Um, uh, more than anything, I just like a good song. I like a good melody for a song. I don't think the bass player should ever stick out too far, or the drummer should try to overplay anything. You know, for me, it's all about a song, all about a good melody. And I, I, I while I appreciate like a lot of today's bands, how hard their music is, I can't do I, I, the growling vocals. The just no melody to a, to a vocal yeah. is just kills me. I, I can't stand it. You know, when you come from. Loving the Beatles, who are melody yeah. makers, or Queen, or someone like that, and you know. But I, I get it, man. Every, <laughs> every, every, uh, every era's got their, you know, their, their, their bands. Yeah, definitely. Okay, you know, I, I think it's it's cool. You mentioned about how you know serving the song, and you know, it's cool to be good and whatnot. You know, I think uh, a lot of the. Uh, the best players, even no matter how good they are, Steve Vai, Dimebag, or whatever, whoever, you know, they'll say that themselves. You find a pocket for yourself. Yeah, even when they could go off and just, you know, but they they know that's the best part of it, you know. Yeah, and not everybody's like that, of course. They want to show off their skills, and and some of them are highly skilled. I just, I just, for me, what drew me to music was a good, I mean, to hear the Bee Gees singing Tragedy, or to hear, you know, know, another one bites the dust when I was 10 years old, or, or, you know, Baby Come Back by Player yeah. when I was probably six. Well, could you say what your favorite Queen song is? Um, yeah, Death on Two Legs. Nice. nice. I think it's a great song. <laughs> but there's so there's too many. I mean, I mean, the genius of kill, of Killer Queen and yeah. Bicycle, and You're My Best Friend is one of the most beautiful songs yeah. ever. I mean, Queen just just amazing musicians amazing yeah. they did show off too and they could and they yeah. but it's still the song it was still about the song um you know they could be as sim- simplistic as crazy little thing called love which is so simple and, and then turn around and do something like you know obviously bohemian rhapsody or something like that so yeah. i mean they were they were really intelligent um musically educated people so 
they had a lot, a lot of ability in that band. Yeah, they they could get away with doing something that was like, you know, like a roadhouse rock and roll, you know, feel good thing. Mm-hmm. But then they could do this huge operatic, yeah. and it made sense. And some bands do that, and you never hear from them again. Yeah, yeah, that's cool how they could they could pull that off. Queen Queen was incredible. Yeah. I, you know, I obsess <clears throat> I obsess over some bands, and I like some bands, and I don't like some bands, and. Queen was one of the ones I obsessed over, yeah. and I had to have everything by them. And <laughs> there's a few bands like that I've done, I've done that with. But um, yeah, Freddie Mercury, man, uh, the, one of the best frontmen ever in yeah. rock history, ever. Oh, I, I mean, I would give anything to go back and like see them live. I mean, that would just be just the like the monumental you know, the, the Live Aid the Live Aid performance is yeah. like so. That's like right there. Just anybody that hasn't really seen Queen, Ben's about to land. Um, should should uh, google the live aid show yeah. and check that out because that's amazing amazing want to learn how to be a front man <laughs> there it is I, I remember being a little kid watching it on tv going you know who is this guy you know i wasn't really sure what to yeah. even think about it but you knew it was like great yeah you know? absolutely i man. remember that and i love brian May- i love his, his guitar tone so <laughs> it's so weird that his guitar is a, is a fireplace mantle and he plays with an English nickel. Yeah. That's weird. That's just weird. Yeah. But he has a swirly, cool tone to yeah. his guitars. It's like a homemade guitar or something. Yeah, like it is. No, him and his dad made it inside of a fireplace mantle. That's right. nuts. I know. The Red Special. Yep. Gotta love it. Yeah. Randy Rhodes, to me, though, was my... My like you know even though I wasn't a true guitar player like but like that I, you know Randy Rhodes to me was so amazing yeah I would have killed to see what oh, he could have put out 30, 30 years after he died that's what yeah. I was just thinking that the other day what what would that guy have been he wouldn't be with Ozzy I don't he, think. no they they even said that he yeah. had already talked about leaving Ozzy to go stu- go insane. back and study more classical wow he was amazing man he was a, and such a humble guy too from what I read apparently I, I you know I didn't know him obviously yeah. but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Randy Rhodes was. A, I, I I think he's an incredible guitar player. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, that would have been definitely one to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, real quick, back on Queen. What, what's your thoughts on the deal with Paul Rogers or Adam Lambert? Uh, that doesn't interest me. Okay. <laughs> didn't I, I'm not. I don't want to hear those guys try to sing Freddie Mercury, man. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't. The only the only thing I would say I can deal with I can deal with the guy that's in Alice in Chains now because he sounds really good singing some of the stuff that Lane did. Yeah. It's not Lane, but you know he does a good job. You know, I didn't have any interest in Motley Crue when they had John Karabi, even yeah. though he's way better than Vince Neil. Vince Neil sucks. Yeah. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge I'm a diehard Karabi fan. See, yeah, and, and, and I know that most people think they should have changed the name, but. Well, when that album even came out, I wasn't even into Motley Crue at that yeah. point, you know. Yeah, true. I, I, get, that. I get that. When it came out in '94, yeah. yeah. But um, I you know I saw the Paul Rogers thing on TV, and I was just like, why are they even? It's not even yeah. in the same. I mean, it didn't make sense to me. I, I don't know. And it's he's so gravelly voiced trying yeah, to sing well, songs exactly by a guy who who was incredible. <laughs> yeah, so who was anything but gravelly. It was. I mean, I just. Uh, yeah. I turned it. I was. I just. And truthfully, I haven't heard him with Adam Lambert. I haven't heard it. I haven't either. So I, I haven't know. even tried to. You're hear not it. alone. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't replace Kurt Cobain. You're not gonna be able to do that. You're, yeah. You know, it's hard to replace the the, the voice of the band. And I really think Allison Chains, even though the era is over, they they they've done well for themselves with that guy. I mean, mm-hmm. they put out two new albums. That, the first one I know of is really good. Black is Way to Blues, a really mm-hmm. good album. Has a lot of good songs on it. Um, well, I think their benefit is. Jerry Cantrell's voice was such a big part 
and his songwriting. I mean, that, yeah. the whole sound is Jerry Cantrell, yeah, yeah. even though Lane had the voice. Yeah. Jerry wrote 85% of everything, even yeah. the drug lyrics. Even <laughs> he, you know, Lane was the druggie, but, yeah. but Jerry wrote a lot of those lyrics, yeah. a lot of them. And, and I think what helped them out was time. They didn't just jump right into a new singer. Yeah. It all kind of happened. You're because right. That guy was in Cantrell's solo band, yep. and it just kind of seemed a little bit more organic than, yeah, yeah, oh, let's right. just go find a guy, you know. Yeah. So he went probably, off on his own solo. Yeah. yeah, right. The Boggy Depot album. And yeah. A couple other ones. Yeah. That helped him out. I yeah. Think that I agree was with a, you. a key thing. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Well, you got, you got anything else? Or? Um, no, I think we, we just need to make sure that, uh, you know, you plug your upcoming shows and stuff like that. Well, let's see. I have upcoming shows with <laughs> Dead Metal Society. I'm going to look at my calendar right here. Um, all right. Dead Metal Society is playing in Pocola, Oklahoma at the event center at the Choctaw Casino July 18th. Which then, is close to Fort Smith for those of you Which is close to Fort Smith. <laughs> and it's our first time playing on the big stage there instead of the club that's inside the casino. Um, then the week after that, the 24th, Ant is at CJ Maloney's. The next night, The Addiction is at Cimarron once again. And, uh, and then the week after that, on July, I'm sorry, on August 1st, uh, DMS is playing at Buffalo Run in Miami, Oklahoma. Cool. So there you, there's four shows. Cool. I saw, I saw you got, I saw you with Amped at CJ Maloney's. So that was cool. Good now, was that still with Mark, the other guitar player? Yeah, it was a while back. Okay. We both went with Tommy. Uh, we went, uh, God, that was almost two years ago. A year ago? I don't know. Don't get me to... I've drank since then. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, we haven't played CJ's... None of the bands. CJ's something... I don't know what happened. They quit having mm-hmm. bands for a while. I think they just had DJs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that, you know, we were playing there constantly back three years ago, four yeah. years ago. I mean, um, mm-hmm. So, it'll be cool um, to be back there. Yeah, absolutely. And the Addiction plays there, I think, in September. Cool. Cool. You know, sorry, you guys are doing that. Uh, bikes, blues, and barbecue. Yeah, I don't know when that is. Maybe September, sometime, twenty fifth or something like that. Yeah, that'll be fun. It should be a big crowd. Those cool. are the best crowds, the big ones. Yep. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout. Right. All right, man. Well, we appreciate this big time. Hey, thank you guys very much. Yeah.